0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to casual ko i didn't even do an audio check hopefully i sound clear but we yeah. are okay we are uh coming at you after i think like a week or two it feels like a long time uh not doing the show but excited to come back after a very disappointing card man that that last card sucked really bad and um I'm excited for this one, dude. I think that this one, I, I think that it's nearly impossible that this disappoints. But then again, when your expectations are so high, um, there is some room for some some, some uh, letdown. But man, I don't see how this can not be incredibly fun, man. I mean, it's stacked from bottom to top. There's like two fights on here where people might not know these guys too well. There's a couple fighters that I'm not 100% familiar with, but I did a little research and uh, I think every single matchup on this card, including the Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen one, is a great matchup. Like, I think that might be the worst matchup on the card, uh, unless you're maybe going to count like Bazooka and Emmers or the newly added uh, Robeski and um, Roberts, Roosevelt Roberts, a new dude coming in. He's probably going to get knocked out within a couple minutes. But, uh, yeah, dude, I think it's gonna be great, so, Nick, what's going on way down there in Australia?
1: Oh, uh, just been working heaps, working out heaps, just yeah, keeping busy, got a lot going on, but I'm pretty hyped for this this card, so been all week I've been um actually pretty hyped for this, which it's been a while since I've felt that all week, so right, yeah,
0: watching the embeddeds and the uh countdown.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Watching all the different media things. I was listening to the media day today at work, which is, that was kind of boring, but you know, you yeah. get a boring media day and an exciting fight night, I guess. But yeah, I did a when bit Tom of time.
0: Aspinall is the highlight of the meeting. That's when, you know, it's a boring fucking <laughs> conference, right?
1: I love Tommy Aspinall.
0: I, I know. And I think that we're going to, we might clash later on that uh, fight, but we'll see. Um, Dude, you I, I did a
1: bit of tape on this, like probably half the fights. I think some of them I didn't even bother because I'm just wasn't really, as you said, there's like one, maybe two or three fights where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I just don't want to sit there for 30 minutes and watch fights of these guys. So just kind of went off gut feeling. But, um, yeah, there's some of them I didn't need to use tape for. Um, some of them are just pure feeling picks as well. Um, but yeah, can you get into it?
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, I haven't bought any cards in a long time, but I bought some the other day, and I wanted to show you what I pulled in just one pack, okay? One pack got me both of these. These are the uh, Chronicles, which are dope. The Chronicle cards are sick. So I'm going to start with the less. I got two that are fucking dope. One, and then uh, a really dope one, dude. But check this one out. A numbered Alexandra Pantoja out of 199 Pretty dope. Number 54. Proud of that one. Now, check this out. She's fallen off a bit. But this is the back. Who is that? That's Andrade, yeah. Who might lose this oh, weekend shit. as well. <laughs> I just dropped it. <laughs> Boom. Look at that shit. Nice. Pulled it out of a pack, dude. There's nothing like pulling an autographed card out of a pack, man. Um, It's actually a really cool card, so... Yeah, well, Some of those
1: can be worth a, a decent amount of money. I sold a Nunez card a few years ago for, uh, oh, yeah, either I can't, it was between 800 and 1100. I can't oh, remember yeah. exactly. It was probably 800, but I sold it to a dude in Hawaii of all things. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I remember you told me that, that that was one of your bigger sales. And yeah. I mean, these, you said it yourself, dude. These ones, they're, they're making too many of them. But Mm -hmm. so this one's going for 80 right now. But I mean, dude, that, I mean, perfect signature. They do different colors of these lightning rods. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not. But this red one I saw going for 80. There's blue ones that are going for like 120 gray ones going for 20. So I don't know if there's a difference, difference between the colors or if it's just. You know, people selling them for different prices. But lots happened since we've uh, spoke last, man. We haven't been keeping track of our scores. We're going to get back to it this week. Last I checked, we were very close. I'll see if I can find the numbers. Uh, But if not, I'll post them on Instagram because my uh, office is a fucking shit show right now. Um, But I I know you're ahead still. And I think I was closing on you significantly. So... (laughs) I, I closed the gap, I think, from around 700 to about 200. I, if I'm not mistaken, again, these are not concrete. I'll take pictures, post them. Okay. But, um, dude, Chael Sonnen and, uh, you know, the twink, Ariel Hawani. <laughs> I can't stand Ariel, Ariel Hawani, dude. These guys are arguing. Um, I think more and more people are going to get on board with that because he's, he's just not. Like, he's admitted himself that he wanted to cover basketball when he started getting into sports media, and basketball didn't want him. And so he's covering MMA now, which all the other sports kind of see as a joke still Some for some reason, even though I think it's, you know, incredibly entertaining. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get more on board with that Ariel's kind of a bitch mentality. Same way I was on, like, the fuck Israel train. Israel out of Sanya, not necessarily the country. But, <laughs> you know... this dude's whack, man. Like just the uh, fucking 10, sevening people with CTE and intellectual arguments. It's wild. Like, how do you have pride in that? It's like being like a a, a UFC fighter and beating up on like little kids. You know what I mean? Um, and then being proud of that. He's a journalist 10, sevening people with CTE and verbal arguments. It's wild. Can't stand the dude. I think he's bad for the sport, to be honest. Um, I've been listening more to MMA Guru, who is hilarious, dude. I love this dude. And uh, he actually is good. He's not just funny. He brings up good points. His predictions are kind of shit. But um, I have a couple of things that I wanted to bring up that I saw from him as we go through the card. But uh, have you noticed anything going on in uh, media? Also, a huge BKFC card coming up in December, dude. It's going to be wild. I'm fucking
1: really excited to see that. I saw Mike Perry and Eddie Alvarez doing the body shots. That was pretty funny. The
0: um, yeah, press conference was today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that. You know, I listen to MMA Guru quite a bit because when I'm at work and I don't have anything to listen to, I just, I'm scrolling through YouTube and his videos come up. So I listen to a lot of them. He's, he's pretty funny. I always like it when he just starts losing his shit. Like he's really trying to hold it in, but he just starts laughing. Like It's, it's, it's fucking funny. And yeah. He's, he does a lot of impressions as well, which are kind of, fucking impressive like <laughs> i don't know Espinall how he does
0: is spot on his time yeah. impersonation
1: oh he does eugene bamen he does fucking volkanovsky and like they're pretty spot on as well like i don't know how he like fucking goes through so many different um regions but yeah no he's good um and yeah i, I found that some of his predictions like he, he called oh was it tim means a few weeks ago big big upset like he's he's called a few upsets and I think he he like he does a lot of tape studying too, so it's it's kind of like, you know, he's a good source of of extra sort of knowledge. But yeah, no, I like I like how he does all the aerial videos and stuff. I still listen to aerial, but I know like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter that were big followers of him, like it's saying like, oh, is this the downfall of Ariel Hawaii? Because everyone can see like just the bitch shit that he's doing. But um, yeah, no, I saw the argument with Chael and all that. That That's pretty funny.
0: Um, kind of weird. Yeah, I They're mean, supposedly friends.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think like that's kind of how their relationship started though. Ariel and the bad guy they were on there, and that's kind of how like they weren't super good friends back then. Like they just barely knew each other, and that was the dynamic of how the show started. And then they became friends through that, I guess. Um, but hey, everything most of the shit that Jay was saying about Ariel was true anyway. Like, so it was pretty funny. And then he went yeah. off at Jorge Masvidal as well.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, uh, the yeah, the stuff with Jorge, uh, that guy can't talk shit to anybody, man. I think that dude's a fucking clown. I, I can't stand George. I used to like him. I liked, like, the street style. But then when you lose, uh, you know, 25-minute decision, you know, when it's legal to beat someone up and then you go in there and just cheap shot him, I think that that's a pussy move, man. I, I think that that's bad for the sport. I don't even think that it's like being a thug. I think it's kind of being a pussy. And the stuff that he said about being like, you got to have a good right cross and a good 40-yard dash. And it's like, what, you're sucker punching people? Like, that's fucking, that's lame, dude. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of the dude. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that we should uh, roll into this. I wanted to share this real quick, man. This is that card I was talking about in uh, December, December 2nd. We got uh, Mike Perry and Eddie Alvarez. They're fighting for the king of violence belt it was i mean it's kind of a cool idea it's kind of like the bmf right ben rothwell versus todd duffy that is the only one of of these um well two of the top six fights that aren't for titles you got uh christine ferreira and rowdy beck out of your neck of the woods There, kind of hot kind of hot i'm not gonna lie yeah, in a I've, weird way
1: i've seen i've seen all of beck
0: i'd like to see those if you wouldn't mind sending them over you sent me some <laughs> good ones before but yeah she's great man um, they're fighting. They, they had a, you know, last pay per view that BKFC held. They fought and, um, Rowdy got cut and they stopped it. Kind of a, a whack stoppage, but it happens in bare knuckle. That's for a title. Um, I think it's a flyweight title, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have, uh, Kai Stewart versus HD, dude. Howard Davis. This is going to be a good fight too, man. Men's flyweight. I'm sorry, featherweight, uh, title. And then, uh, Stefan, um, think this is jeremy stevens and then jimmy rivera also this this championship bout for um heavyweight between mick terrell and arnold adams is going to be dope i mean this is uh this dude was the champ before alan belcher came in and grabbed that so i mean there's five belts on the line throughout this card so that should be pretty cool so in for a good time i'm excited for that that's december 2nd fun stuff um, but I say we roll into this card, man. I say we get right into it. I'll let you start since we haven't done this in a minute, and I'm gonna write all this down. We'll do our normal uh five extra things, five extra units. But uh first yeah. bout of the night, Dennis Bazookia versus Jamal Emmers. Uh kind of a one of the le- lesser hyped bouts out of all of these different ones. Pretty, you know. Easy to call in my opinion, but I'm interested in your thoughts here. You can lead this off. Yeah, this is one that I didn't
1: really like. I looked at it. I was going to do some tape, and then I just decided to take some other people's opinions and have a look at some stats and and, and kind of what was out there, and I landed on the side of Emma's by decision. I know he's older, but I feel like he's just got more experience. He's slightly taller with a better reach. Um Yeah, man. Uh, Dennis Bazooka lost a decision to Sean Woodson. Um, Woodson's pretty good, but the way, like the ways he was losing the exchanges, he probably shouldn't have been losing. Um, couple of cappers that I know have bet pretty big on Emmers. I won't be betting on this fight, but, um, yeah, ultimately I, I land on the side of Emmers by decision.
0: Yeah, I'm right along there with you. You do know too that Bazooka's uh, fight against Woodson was short notice, like extremely short notice. He depleted himself badly with that weight cut. Does that affect your judgment at all? Mm, not really. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, like I said, I I can I, I only really remember his last fight, and I don't remember.
0: Well, that's his only one in the UFC too.
1: Uh, well, I do remember Jack uh, the fight against Jack Jenkins. And that oh, kind makes, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I do remember Bazooka's last fight. And then I just looked at him and was like, oh, yeah, I remember that fight, um, which he which won, actually make, by the way. Which, which actually, that's what I was going to say, which actually makes me more confident that, yeah, he's going to win this. So,
0: man, I, I, uh, I don't know if we have this in, in DMs or not, but I was telling you, um, I mean, we have it somewhere for sure, but it, it, whether it's on the show or in DMs, I was saying that Jack Jenkins is going to lose to Chepe. I bet on Chepe because I believe in karma in this whole, you know, sport of fighting. And, and unfortunately, he hurt himself. But um, yeah, man, I, I think that Jamal Emmer's you know, losing that decision kind of in a shitty way. I think he's due a win, whether he wins this fight or not. And I think he does easily. Um, He's the far better fighter. He's got better experience. Yeah, uh, Bazooka is the, the local guy. Supposedly, this dude's a piece of shit, though, man. Like, have you seen this story right here? Amateur MMA fighter accused of beating a teen to a pulp in a robbery. Dennis Bazooka, like, beat the shit out of some kid and robbed him.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't, didn't hear about
0: it. Didn't see it. No, these Did are allegations. But, I mean, like, yeah, amateur uh, MMA fighter was arrested for allegedly pummeling an 18-year-old Great Kills resident. During a violent robbery, um, this was back in 2016, so this is when he was an amateur, obviously. But yeah, Dennis Bazookia, he was 18 as well, um, so it's not like he was beating up on a younger dude, but just like if you're a fighter and then you're just beating up some kid, I mean, that that makes fighters look bad. So supposedly him and his brother are kind of pieces of shit, and then when uh, Matt Frivola was asked, like, who's the nicest teammate that you have? Uh, of course, Frivola says Dennis Bazooka because he has this stigma. And then John Anik being kind of the bootlicker dick writer that he is, is like, what a great answer that was. You know, it's like, dude, come <laughs> on. Like we, anyone that knows about this knows why he's saying that. And I love frivola, but I'm with you on this, dude. I think Jamal Emers gets this done. I think he could actually get a submission or a knockout late because um I think Bazooka is going to go out there. The The crowd's going to hype him up. I think he might win round one. And then uh, Jamal Emmers will kind of take over. Bet online has this really great bet uh, for a fighter to win rounds. So they could lose, but they can win the round. And I fucking cleaned up. Even on that shitty Brazil card, I had like uh, Denise Gomes winning the first round. Um, and sometimes they have the odds really nice on those too. So throwing like 100 bucks at those was getting me a lot. So it was nice. But we agree on the first fight of the night. I, I, I do see potential for an upset on the bazooka side, but. I'm with Emers all day. Next fight of the night, it should be a striker's delight here, dude. Jo- uh, Joshua van versus Kevin Boyas. Uh, Boyas is his first ever fight in the UFC, I believe. This is Joshua van's second. Um, Boyas coming off of a decision win in contender series, which I'm not a fan of these dudes when they get contender series decisions, but he was trying to stand up and fight. Other dude was just trying to take him down because the striking was too clean. Uh, the Black Rooster. I don't know if he's trying to go by the Black Rooster or the Black Cock, but that's what that is. Gallo Negro, right? I don't know which one he's going for there. I I'm, i don't know, man. I wasn't that impressed. He's got good striking. But, dude, Joshua Van's striking is crisp, man. Like, it's really, really nice. So I'm going to go with Joshua Van here. I'm going to put an extra unit on him because this is relatively close. Um, I'm going to put an extra unit on Van. And I think that he gets a knockout probably round two, um, or round three. I think that this comes a little bit later because it will be a feeling out process, I think, for a little bit. But yeah, van, extra unit for me. Go on the other side, man. Um, okay. I originally was, uh,
1: looking to the van side, um, and saw other people saying that they liked van. And I was just straight up going to choose him and, and not really do tape, and I was like, no, nah, let me do tape on this because I did see another capper um, that I know put a decent bet on Boarhs, and I was like, why would why? Let me let me understand why. And so I went and watched um, Van's last fight against Douglas, which he won pretty comfortably, um, and then did watch the fight of uh, Victor Diaz in the Contender Series versus uh, Kevin Boarhs, and I felt. I felt like there was opportunities where Borjas could get caught in the first round by Van. Um, okay. But as you said, it's a strike. This is a striking fight and Borjas had, we, we we what we saw Borjas in that fight is crisp striking. We didn't get to see him start to actually plant his foot down and get comfortable in the striking and, and land proper damage that he's obviously capable of if he's just in a striking fight. Um, I feel like Potentially at the odds uh that he was at the start of the week, I think it was like plus what he wants one ninety on here I think it was like plus two fifty plus almost two ninety on Bojas um i i like I like those odds because to me it's 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 really a pick'em fight if not Bojas should even almost be a slight favorite um but it's not he's a massive underdog so it's like hey i I'll take them odds. Um, yeah. yeah, so ultimately that's where I'm at. I, as I've picked the decision and I do think that's where it could go. As I said though, Joshua Van could probably catch him with like a counter hook or something early. Um, cause Boas is a little bit loosey goosey with his chin and his head movement and his hands. Um, but if it goes past the first round, I think Boas will be able to take over and, and, and grind it out with the crispest striking.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm totally on the opposite side, and I also th- I also see uh, submission possibilities from Van. Just being the more well-rounded fighter, his first fight in the UFC was in front of a crowd, so he's got those jitters out of the way, dude. It's a hell of a fucking fight to step in on your first ever fight in MSG. Um, I that's a wild thing for a 25 year old kid to do. Now, yeah, Van is younger, but he is he is fearless, as it says in his nickname. And uh, did I just I, I I don't know I'm I'm I get what you're saying for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Borjas won this, but um, for The age some reason- did
1: factor in as well for me was the fact that he was in that age range where it's lower twenties. He's, he's the older, more, you know, exper- more fit, filled out, like uh, mature in the sense of body type. Like he's a man, you know what I mean? 22 to 25. So that actually did play into my decision as well. It was just the fact that he, he's, more inside inside of his man's body
0: yeah yeah there's this dude that i like um kunath and um i don't know if you've watched kunath mma but nah. uh he does really quick to the point videos kind of funny and entertaining but in like an awkward way i love his his content um subscribe to his channel uh, or subscribe to his uh betting service for a month but it's 30 bucks and like he only gives you a few picks so there He he's done like multiple like full card sweeps so he's really spot on but i'd rather just not pay 30 bucks and i gave him 30 just to support but yeah dude he was saying like after he saw how he fought zalgas if he thought that he was getting a good matchup he was gonna like hammer him and he is hammering van so um i'm uh and that's a free video you can watch on youtube kunith mma um recommend that dude a lot he's fucking dope but uh yeah man uh, we we are disagreeing here. I'm putting the extra units on the favorite. I take it. You're not doing that on the underdog. No. Okay. All right. Third fight of the night. Kyung Ho Kang, Mr. Perfect versus the sexy Mexie and John Castaneda should be a good fight too, man. But uh, what do you got here? Yeah. Um, another one.
1: I just sort of went on um, feeling and, and what I was hearing. Um I do remember Mr. Perfect's last fight. I believe it was on the Zombie Max card. Um I do remember seeing that. I think that's when it was around then. Um and he's not too bad, but he's also not that great. Uh Prahashka Pereira radio. Right? Yeah. Oh no, that's UFC Fight Night. When was this one? Vindatori Cannone. Okay, so it was a bit earlier than I thought. Um Yeah, no, I, I just feel like Castaneda is like I. I'm not big on either of these guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. I I just think yeah, Castaneda is probably going to grind it out by decision. Um. I didn't do tape on this one. I it was one that I was going to do tape on because it slightly interested me, but the week just got away from me. Um. But yeah, I I just think Castaneda probably will grind out a decision and and be able to get it done with the with his wrestling.
0: OK, yeah, I'm on the other side of, uh, of you on this one, too, Um, even though this dude is getting up there in age for this weight class. Right. Uh, Bantamweight being 36. It's a little old, man, but uh, I do have uh, Mr. Perfect. I'm I'm just going to call him that. It's easier to say. John Castaneda, he gets a lot of hype, I think, just because of his nickname, dude. Like <laughs> he's not he's not great. He's not bad. He's good, but he's not great. Um, His best win by far, I think, is Miles John's. Um, I don't know, man. I just haven't been too impressed. Kyung Ho Kang getting some decent wins that like Christian Quinones is one is nice. I don't know what way this goes. Like you, I didn't do any tape on this either, but um, I just have a feeling, man, for some reason. Actually, uh, FanDuel gave me a $50 free bet, and I just parlayed it with a few of, like, throwaways, like, close fights. I actually have my first three picks in that parlay so far, including Kang um i don't really care if i hit it or miss it it was free money so i'm like let's go for something that'll you know quadruple quintuple the money whatever so yeah kyung ho kang not confident i would skip this fight if you're trying to be stingy because this is one of those closer lines it's one of the ones where it's like there's some obvious spots on this card and if you got like only twenty dollars to bet or whatever this is not a fight that you need to bet but uh degenerates like ourselves have to have action on every fight so i mean yeah I'm i'm going with uh the slight dog here just because why not um again not not sure on a method but i'm on kang you're on the Mexi. yeah okay no extra units for either of us here but fourth fight of the night jared gordon versus mark madsen i think on paper this is such an easy pick and it's jared gordon I think it's the easiest fucking pick on paper, but a fight's not paper. Mark Madsen, in my opinion, the reason I say it's so easy is Mark Madsen's getting older. I think um, this guy thought he was going straight to the top in Mark Madsen. He thought he was just going to get straight to the top, going to be a champion. He's the Olympian. His entire identity is being an Olympian. That's his nickname. A lot of people think that his, uh, his O, because they call him Mark O. Madsen, it's not only his Olympian, that's his middle name, is is Overguard. So, you know, it's kind of a double entendre, I, I would assume. Dude coming from uh, the same, same country as the Danish Dynamite, dude. I mean, Nicholas Dalby, just a killer. Um, didn't know he used to be an alcoholic, which is kind of interesting because that's why he's got such good cardio in his old age. Um, talking about Dalby there. But, yeah, Madsen. I think after he lost the way that he did, I think that's the last that we see of him. I don't think he gets another win in the UFC unless they match him up with someone just shitty. Jared Gordon. I believe in karma. I think he's owed a win by the universe, man. He fucking beat Patty Pimlet. No one can tell me. And everyone agrees. It's not even like a controversial take that he beat Patty Pimlet. Um, He got headbutted by Bobby green. I, I think that the man is owed a win. And I think that he gets it here. Um, I think this goes to decision, so I'm going to go Gordon by decision. He is, I think, the fourth and final leg in that free parlay, the first four fights of the night I just took to try to get some some early cash, hopefully. But yeah, give me Gordon, uh, decision.
1: Yeah, I don't even need to say anything, because everything you said is basically what I would have said too. Um, the only thing I'll add really is they're both similar fighters, and Jared Gordon basically does a lot of those things better so it's just yeah it's it's easy pick but the odds aren't there for the extra unit so just the standard standard bet i do have him in a parlay as well um yeah good and by decision
0: nice yeah his mma wrestling is better than mark madsen's mma wrestling uh straight like greco-roman or whatever folk style whatever the hell he was doing
1: i heard a good saying the other day it was specifically about jiu-jitsu but it applies to wrestling too and it's like if you punch a black belt in the face he turns to a brown belt when you punch him again he turns into a purple belt you keep punching him and that belt just drops it's like it's the same with an olympic wrestler you know you get a yeah, gold medal is- you punch him in the face he becomes a silver medalist you punch him again he becomes a bronze medalist they're not used to getting punched in the face a lot so it yeah. it, it it brings down the the skills uh, that they're you know solely focused on
0: and did he? I think he got silver. I don't even think he got gold. Cause look, in the 2016 Olympic Games, he lost. So,
1: oh, there you go. So, yeah, it probably silver. It's so that's kind of cool that it has these Olympic records on there, to be honest. I like yeah, that. I wonder really if is. it's got DC's Olympic records on here and like all the others, like Romero and shit. I wonder if it has theirs.
0: Was, uh, yeah, that's right. DC. Let's, let's check real quick. We can, we can see Daniel DC Cormier. Not a very creative nickname, but let's see where this is. Yeah, yeah wrestling, two thousand four Olympic Games. That's kind of cool, eh? Yeah. Wonder,
1: wonder if uh, I'll let's see if that has Romero. That's the last one i want to check, just because his is so obscure.
0: Joel. Yeah, yeah. Joel Romero. Have you seen that clip of uh, of Romero, and it it says um. Barack Obama on his wedding night and he's going, "I love you, Mike." Have you seen that? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> he's saying like I love you like I don't know if it's Mike Bisping or what, but oh, it does. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude, same Olympics too, the 2004 Olympic Games. Yeah, and he was in the 2000. I mean, he's a freak athlete, man. The fact that he's still competing, I mean, he fights like shit now, right? But just the fact that this dude is yoked like that and he's not dropping dirty, like that's wild. I don't know what they're giving this dude, but dude's a freaking nature. So we agree. Um yeah, it's Jared Gordon all day. I think this is one of the easier calls here, too. Um, but I mean we could look stupid. So yeah, Gordon for both of us. Flash Gordon. All right, you're up here. Uh I know you like Slava, but we got Nazim Sadikov versus Vlashav Borshev, we'll call him Slava Klaus from now on. Cause that's just way cooler sounding. But where are you at on this
1: yeah. one? Yeah. No, I like Slava, but I'm not picking him here. Um, Wow. You know, they're that's trying real... to, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it's, this is honestly a hard fight for me. It's one of the harder fights to pick. Um, I haven't put a bet on it surprisingly. Yeah. Actually, did I? No. Actually, I did today. I put a really like a half unit bet on basically what my pick is here, which is Nazim by round three submission. Um, I didn't put the round three in, I just put the submission because it was oh, like yeah. plus five, plus 500 or something. Um, but outside of just that pick that I just said, this is a really hard fight for me to pick because yes, I like Slava. Um, secondly, he trains at a wrestling school, which, you know, as bad as his wrestling has looked at the past it looks better each fight if, if, if you can say he, he went from no wrestling at all to tiny bit to some and yes he's still getting taken down and owned but um we don't know what those progressions are like behind the scenes uh, so maybe he could defend a few takedowns and knock out Nazim. that is entirely possible um i think the odds on this are right it's like pretty much even and that's kind of how i feel about it there's a lot of different um, outcomes here. I know the MMA hours was really trying to big him up and say, you know, this is the one, this is where he gets his win and all the rest of it. And I, I don't know, man. Like, we know where Nazim Sadikov comes from. He comes from, um, Ray Longo's gym, um, Longo Sarah. You know they're going to try and make him wrestle. They're going to be screaming at him to wrestle from as soon as the fucking bell rings because he's fighting a kickboxer here. Yeah, uh, and I just think that potentially we saw him against Terence McKinney. He was able to withstand the pressure and then get the sub in round two. Um, obviously, Slav isn't as hectic as McKinney. It'd probably he'd be, be trying to apply the pressure over a few rounds, uh, and if he can ultimately stop a few takedowns, then Sadikov. The reason I went submission would and round three would be you know he a kickboxer can only stop the takedowns for so long if if they are being somewhat successful so yeah the way I see it is uh is kind of maybe winning some of the first round um and then obviously as as the fight goes on, it becomes less and less effective if Sadikov uses that wrestling uh game plan, but if he doesn't, well bushlo's probably going to fucking knock him out. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm very surprised that you didn't pick Slava here just knowing how much that you like him. I think that the sharpest pick here is Slava by knockout round 3 because Nazim Sadakov doesn't have that good of cardio. But I'm agreeing with you on the pick. I'm on the side of Nazim. If he just goes out there, he can tire himself out. Um maybe even try to kind of like, you know, touch him up a little bit cuz the, the dude's got good boxing. Nazim does. I mean, he's decent. Um, and, and Longo, I listened to him talk a lot. Longo's talking about how Nazim's striking has improved greatly for this camp. They're going in with a wrestling game plan, but they wanted to sharpen up Nazim's striking and focus on that. They basically focused on Nazeem striking just to make sure, but they do want to do the wrestling game plan. From what I heard, um, that could all be bullshit. Obviously, you know, the coach isn't going to say, ah, oh, striking sucks. He has to wrestle. But yeah, dude, I think uh I think Nazim makes this look fucking easy, to be honest. This is like Jared Gordon, this one, and then I think one other fight later on the card is like easy as fuck to call. But yeah, Nazim Sadakov, I think it could be a decision because um, you know, I I think that Borshev could get around, but I I, I think it could be like a 30, 27 at the same time. So yeah, I'm going Nazim Sadakov decision. He could also I think it'd be it'd be wild to knock this dude out to knock out Slava, but yeah Sadi uh I'm going to go an extra unit on Kav as well so there we go Yeah Sadikov. I'll, I'll
1: I'll I'll probably do my units at the end once I get a bit of a, a feel over the whole card and just add them in before we finish
0: Okay So
1: there is good. some I'm, I, there is some I'm I'm confident on so I probably do them as we go but yeah Any remaining ones?
0: Okay, this one we'll just kind of skip over. Matosch Rambeski versus Roosevelt Roberts. Rombeski for me, I think it's a knockout round one. What round, what method are you picking Rombeski in? Two, knockout. Perfect. Easy. I mean, it's the easiest pick, in my opinion. It's, you know, it's kind of a layup fight for him. Um, Battle of a couple hotties here, man. I'm a big fan of Baby Shark, both in the ring and outside. She is gorgeous. Um, she's dating a fucking weird looking dude, a little Daywalker Ginger. But hey, whatever, it's fine. Uh Tabitha Ricci versus Lupita Godinez. And um this is gonna be an interesting fight, I think, because these girls are both good on the ground. Obviously, Lupita Godinez showing some really dog shit fight IQ in some fights. I think that they kind of improved that over there at that Lobo Gym with uh you know the emo that's fighting later on this card. Uh, Diego Lopes, and then also uh, the champion, Alexa Grasso. Really good camp for her, right? A lot of Mexicans, a lot of like uh, they're grounding her and they're making her like she's improving Alexa's wrestling. Alexa's probably improving her boxing. And I think that for Lupita to win this, she needs to box Tabitha Ricci. I'm not the first person to say this, but I think that she shows some of that bad fight IQ. I think she tries to wrestle with Ricci. And I think that Ricci wins this. Ricci's also really hard. She moves laterally really good. So I think that with the lateral movement from Ricci, she's going to be hard to shoot on and hard to take down. When she does take her down, I think Ricci could reverse. I think that she could do some tricky stuff on the ground. She's got the better record. She's the underdog here. I'm on Ricci for sure, and I am going to put an extra unit on the dog. I'm, I'm very confident in Ricci for some reason. But yeah, I got Richie all day here and, uh, extra unit. Like I said, if I had to pick a method, I'm going decision, probably 29, 28, could be a split even, but, um, I think Richie gets it here.
1: Yeah. No, I, w- I watched a bit of tape on that one and I just went with the Godinez decision. Um, I did see a lot of points where they both could win. I watched, uh, which five of Richie's that I watch. Uh, it was the Manon Fierro one, um, last? so her last loss, yeah. So her only loss. I watched Loopy's last fight, which I know was against a kickboxer in Elise Reed, and Elise Reed did almost guillotine her, which is kind of where I see a point where Ricci maybe could catch her with a guillotine. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Loopy, and after her last fight, it was kind of impressive. It looked like her IQ was a bit better, so I just picked her by decision
0: okay yeah i don't hate it i i think that it's uh this is a fun fight for a for a female fight i think it's actually better than the uh the female fight that is the main i'm trying to figure out how to spell this girl's name while i'm talking Godinez. is um i think it's better than the dern uh, andrage fight i think that that's kind of more one-sided this is a better matchup but lower level for sure so Solid stuff. Um, this is you right here, Astro Boy, the pizza delivery guy, I think is what his nickname should be. He looks like a fucking pizza deliverer, like Steve Urseg. And uh Alessandro Costa, who you got here?
1: Yes, Steve Urseg. Man, I I see a I see points where he could actually get the KO in this. Um Alessandro's kind of aggressive, leaves his hands down at times, leaves his chin out at times. Um and I just think Ursic is so many levels above Alessandro. Um, surprisingly by the look of him, he's actually got a chin as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think Ursic, Ursic wins this easily. Um, whether it's wow. a 3027, whether it's a submission or KO, he, he will make it look easy, I think. Um, but I think okay. there's points where he can get the KO, man. Um, and I've got a round two KO on him. I've actually heard, which was funny because I thought that it would be a super hot take, but then I heard other people agreeing with me and other bettors putting that bet on. I was like, holy shit. Like maybe I'm not so far out with that one, but yeah. So that's where I've landed with that one.
0: Well, yeah. Cause sometimes like from your perspective specifically, like you might feel like, uh, you're, you're falling into the trap of supporting your countrymen, right? But then when you hear other people saying, like, yeah, this dude's going to get the same shit that I'm thinking, it's probably definitely refreshing. Um, Costa's the harder hitter, the more aggressive dude. Ursig is the more well-rounded guy. Huge upset in his last fight. I do get concerned when someone goes from being a big underdog and they win, and then they're a relatively decent-sized favorite. This is only a second matchup in the UFC. Uh, Costa's been here for two fights. Um. Yeah, so he's got one extra fight. But I ultimately agree with you, man. Um, I think that Ursig I don't think he gets the knockout. I think that this is a decision win, but I think it's thirty twenty seven. Costa could win that first round. But um yeah, dude, I I like Ursig. After that last performance, man, I put some money on Dvorak when they fought. And um it was it, it felt like a guaranteed win for Dvorak, but Turns out Dvorak kind of sucks. So Ursig is, and and not only does Dvorak kind of suck, Ursig is good. So yeah, man, I'm all in on uh, a nice little tightly lined Ursig win. Uh, yeah, and and
1: uh, I'll put an extra unit on him as well because for me, yeah, because yes, he's a favorite. Yes, he's a decent favorite, but he's not like. A minus fucking 500 or something. You know what I mean? We don't
0: have many of those on this card, man. There's only two that are like that's gross what, favorites. I, and that's why I, pre- I like this card. I am I am liking this card. Well, and this is where it gets really good, man. So I got, so far, your only extra unit. I had put one down for you for Sadikov, but that was when you said that you wanted to just look through the card. So I crossed that off. Your only extra unit is on Ursic so far. So, um, yeah. Is that correct? All right, cool. So this is when it gets good, dude. This is the main card. Pat Sabatini versus the two thousand early two thousands kid, uh, Diego Loves. <laughs> this is everyone had this haircut in, in my middle school in the early two thousands, two thousand, circa two thousand three. Uh minus the the long shit in the back, just a swoop over. And um I love when these people that don't speak English have English tattoos. Big reason that I'm not a big fan of Kyle Barallo. Dude doesn't know a fucking lick of English, but he's got free spirit and fight or die tattooed on him. And he doesn't fight or die. He's a decision machine. Can't stand that dude. He's, uh, what a, uh, fake fighter is, in my opinion. Not a fan of Kyle. Um, I think that that's hacky as fuck. I also think that Diego Lopes tattoos are hacky, but I do like the guy. I, 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 you know, not, not the same way as, uh, Kyle. Um, my opinion, as far as whatever that's worth, but yeah, dude, Pat Sabatini for me all day here, man. I think that a lot, too many people are on Diego, and everyone's just impressed with this guy because he didn't lose to Movsar Evloev, right? Like that, or he did lose to him, but he didn't get like fucking beat up. And if you go back and watch that fight, he did get beat up. He just like caught this dude in a couple weird spots. Movsar Evloev is probably the best grappler in this division. Uh featherweight that is, right? Diego Lopes is huge for this division too. But Pat Sabatini, I think this is how this goes, man. Pat Sabatini is gonna hold this dude against the cage. Um I think that Pat Sabatini is gonna initiate more takedowns against Lopes. And I don't know if it's Lopes or Lopez. He's Brazilian, but he hangs out with Mexicans. I think it's Lopes, right? Um I think that I just what calling happened- Lopez. You call him Lopez? Okay, I I hear Lopes and Lopez, but I'm I'm going Lopes. Um, cause like Denise Gomes, it's spelt the same way. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just going Lopes, whatever. I mean, we know who we're talking about, but <laughs> I think that Pat Sabatini initiates more takedowns. I think that Diego is more confident to go to the ground and be on his back against Sabatini Lopez Lopes. You see, you got me there. Lopes is not going to fucking submit Sabatini do His best bet is knocking him out on the feet. He is not going to submit Sabatini. Sabatini's arm literally broke last time he was in a submission spot. They broke his fucking arm. So this dude's not going to tap. Now, Sabatini's striking sucks, and it hasn't improved. These Henzo Gracie dudes do not know how to strike very well, including, like, I mean, you name them. Fucking who's the dude that got standing TKO'd by Bilal fucking Muhammad who doesn't hurt anyone ever? Uh, Sean Brady. Sean Brady. You know what I mean? This dude's supposed to be a killer, goes out there and gets standing TKO'd by a pillow puncher. Um Yeah, the the, the striking sucks from these dudes, but this is gonna be a, a grappling thing, I think. Although they're kind of teasing that it's gonna be a striking match. If that's the case, I think Lopes knocks out Sabatini. But uh I think that at some point, more more times than not, Sabatini's gonna take Lopes down. Lopes is going to be fine being down there because he thinks that you know his, his ego is going to tell him that he can submit Sabatini, which is not going to happen. I will be so surprised if if Lopes submits Sabatini, who I think, you know, if Mavsar Evloev is the best grappler in the division, the second one is either Bryce Mitchell or Pat Sabatini. I can't think of anyone else that would be better in that, in that featherweight division there. So, yeah, give me Pat Sabatini by decision, man. I think that it's a... a Twenty nine, twenty eight. It could be very close. But yeah, Sabatini by decision.
1: Man, I'm going against that and I'm going with my man Diego Lopez, putting an extra unit on him and I've got him by submission. Round two. I just think because of the reason that Pat Sabatini is going to engage with so many takedowns um, and I did watch some tape on his fight with Lucas Almeida. Um, man, I just... I, th- I think Lopez is just going to be better, better on the feet. Uh, and when it comes to the ground, he has sweeps. He has the subs. Uh, it doesn't matter if you don't tap, man. If you get caught in a blood choke, you go out. And, oh, sure. Uh, and, and, and Lopez has those moves. Um, I just, I, I don't know what it is, man. I like the dude. I think he's hilarious, like even though he doesn't speak any English. The haircut's hilarious. The way he fights, his last fight was fucking sick. Like, it was just so hype in Brazil. Um, and, yeah, I just want to ride this dude. The the train, the Lopez train until the wheels fall off, you know. Yeah, he lost. He did lose that fight the most fire I ever loved, but he did so good. Nearly fucking submitted him so many times. Yeah. And then he did, did great in the Gavin Tucker fight. Uh, as soon as I saw he was an underdog this week, I, I just I hit it instantly. So, yeah, man, I'm going with Lopez. Uh, probably round two, round three is another bet I'll put on for the sake of this, because I can only choose one round. I'll go with round two, but yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Are you, let's just double check this before I actually say it. I want to check the, odd uh, the line movement here. Is he still a dog? Whoops. Wrong one. Is he still a dog? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he's uh... well. It's closing. It's almost flipped. So that's interesting. I was gonna say, are you still con- are you concerned at all that everyone is on? I mean, it seems like everyone's on Lopes, but he's still an underdog. That usually is a bad sign. It means that the bookies are very confident in their underdog and favorite. But I, I don't know. Obviously, probably doesn't concern you much. They were in
1: Israel vs Strickland. They were a lot of times, but yeah man I'm, well, I'm, Strickland
0: I'm... was the most parlayed guy in history. They said he was the anchor to everyone's parlay. That's a fucking red flag, and hindsight's twenty twenty, but I did throw two hundred fucking dollars, which is a lot of money to me. That's like I mean that's twenty units essentially. um I threw that on and uh, once the fight had started after Sean Strickland rocked him in that first round, I was like, Fucking Sean Strickland's got this.' Um, so that that's a red flag. I don't think that uh, Diego Lopes is going to be the anchor of everyone's parlays here.
1: No, probably not. But um, I know I've got him in one or two of mine, uh, and and yeah, I'll be betting on the dude. I, I mean, like I said, I like the dude. I like and I too. saw a, I saw a lot of opportunities for him to actually pull off the sub against Pat Sabatini. It's, it's just such a just it's you know stars make fights, and and this. Yes, yeah, Sabatini could absolutely thirty twenty seven him, even thirty twenty six him. Well, actually, I don't think because he doesn't like he doesn't really cause much damage. Like no. his his hits are like just to tell the ref not to stop it. Basically,
0: a like, thirty just... twenty six I I think is not possible, but a thirty twenty seven no. is. Yeah, I think yeah. that you're right, dude. Lopes isn't going to get tired, man. He's not going to get tired. No. Sabatini, he's be if throwing gonna get up tired. subs.
1: He's going to be throwing up subs till the the last second of round
0: three even if they're really shitty subs, which is what he does, in my opinion. I think he throws up bad subs. But sometimes the judges don't know what the fuck they're looking at. So, I mean, yeah, dude, this is a good, like, head-to-head matchup. It's great. It's not as good as the next one, though. The next one, this next fucking matchup, dude, I think this is probably fight of the night if it's not your main event. I'll let you lead this, man. I am very confident in my side here, and it might surprise some people. Um, but yeah, dude, Matt Frivola, the Steamroller. Ver- I love both these dudes. By the way, man, I'm not a big French fan. Like, I I think that the the attitude of these people and like their cowardice in like wars is shitty. But I love Benoit Saint Denis. He seems like a cool fucking dude. Um, love the Steamroller. Love Benoit Saint Denis. That's who's fighting here in this next matchup. This is yours to start. Go for
1: it. Yeah. Um. I'm on the side of Benoit Saint Denis. I know you're probably not. Um, I just like the, the dude's style and I like the way he fights. He, he can get it done quick. He can get it done fucking late. He he can KO. He can sub. He's beat good guys that have impressed people. He's fighting regularly. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Matt Fravola is dangerous. I'm pretty sure. No, Terence McKinney knocked him out. Okay. But he's also like, yeah, his last three wins by KO and he's a wrestler. Like, that's pretty dope, you know? Like I said, I like both guys, but ultimately, I just, I like Benoit, Benoit's style better. He's younger. He's taller. He's got longer reach. Um, seems to have more power, seems to have a better chin, uh, and a better line of competition, you know? Uh, I'm going with the KO round two, St. Denis. Um, and, and And I'm pretty confident on it. this was one of my confidence things, so I don't blame you if you're confident on on frivola, but yeah I've, I've seen it I've seen a lot of people taking it both ways, but for me I'm, I'm I'm going with Benoit.
0: okay, yeah man. I am all in on frivola dude. all in on frivola. I think that being in New York, I mean this dude's been an underdog. In all of his recent matchups, right? I think he was an underdog in all three of these last wins. No one said he was going to be able to knock out Drew Dober. This dude goes out there and fucking like legitimately knocked him out. It, Drew, Drew Dober was complaining about that, but I watched that fight yesterday and he did knock him out. He went unconscious <laughs> and he, yeah, he popped right back up. Drew Dober's got an insane chin. Um, Ottoman Ad- Azitar, he hadn't lost before he fought the steamroller and neither had uh, this Henaro Valdez. This dude goes out there and does shit that people don't think is possible. I don't know if you watched this Benoit Saint-Denis Elijah Zaleski fight right here. Why? I
1: don't remember it, but I looked... I, I Yeah, so I haven't... I don't think I've seen it. Uh, well, dude, you, if, given the if, timing, if, I would have seen it. I just don't remember it.
0: If you have time, dude, watch it. Like, when we're done here, this dude <laughs> took a fucking beating. Like... You hear the refer- the uh, commentators, like I think it was D.C., Dominic Cruz. There was, I think, the other dude that no one really remembers. I forget his name. I, it might have been Paul Felder, actually, but I thought it was someone else. But they kept saying, like, this referee is going to lose his job. Like, why isn't he stopping the fight? They kept saying that. And then they kept referencing Mark Goddard, who was the head official. And they kept saying that Mark Goddard's standing up. Mark Goddard's shaking his head. He's freaking out. This dude is going to lose his job, all this shit. They're like, why are you not stopping this fucking fight? Because Benoit was getting his ass kicked and he didn't go away. I mean, this dude was fucked up, man. It actually looked like at one point that Benoit Saint-Denis wanted to get out of there. Like he looked at the ref. He was pointing at himself. He was like, it seemed like he was trying to get out of that fight, but he kept going he got, I think 30, 27. It might've been even worse. It might've been like, I mean, it looked like a 30 10. I mean, this dude got fucked up, man. Um, and yeah, it was up a weight class. It was short notice. And since then he's gone on to win. I think there was a pretty significant, it's kind of crazy that he only took six months to recover after that beating. And then just goes on and knocks dudes out. Right. And submits people. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that Frivola is that dude that that can knock out St. Denis. And I think that he does it in round one, man. I think uh, Matt Frivola knocks this dude the fuck out in round one. Um, it's going to be an electric fight, though, man. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of people are on St. Denis. And I wouldn't be surprised if this dude came out there and, and uh, did the same thing to the steamroller. But I'm a big fan of him, man. And I think he gets it done. Fair enough. You putting any extra units or anything? Yeah, why not? The odds
1: are pretty reasonable on it. I'll 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 take uh No. No. I'll 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 go crazy on my pick later. I'll go crazy on the pick. Why not?
0: Okay um sweet so yeah man uh we're actually disagreeing on quite a few of these fights so that's kind of cool but yeah man i think uh just I- i'm real impressed with uh with the steamrolling he's kind of unassuming you know what i mean like he doesn't seem like a a killer like saint denis does, so it'll be fun but this is the uh the worst fight on the main card by a mile jessica androge versus Mackenzie dern it's not because the female fight it just see you know it's a female fight one and then it's a mismatch it seems like um, you started that last one, right? So I'll, I'll lead here. Um, Jessica Andrade and Mackenzie Dern. This is a battle of the divorces. They're both going through divorces. <laughs> I think that Dern actually just finished hers on She's just taking fights to try and get some money because her evil ex-wife is taking a bunch of her money. Um, Jessica Andrade has already taken UFC out of her bio she says she calls herself an MMA fighter now, not a UFC fighter. Used to be a UFC fighter. Mackenzie Dern gets a submission round one or two in this fight, I believe, not because Mackenzie Dern's so great. It's because when Jessica Andrade loses, and you got to remember, I just got that autographed card. I want, I want Andrade to continue her legacy to make that that card go up in value. Um, but dude, I think she's taking this fight just to just to take fights, just to make money, kind of like how um, I think Derek Lewis is kind of doing right now, too. But 80% of Jessica Andrade's losses come by finish, if I understood the statistic correctly. Again, Mackenzie Dern, horrible wrestler. She's working with Henry Cejudo. You'd think that that's got to rub off on her a little bit. Um, The footage of them actually wrestling is hilarious because his, uh, Cejudo's, like, grabbing her ass And saying, like, the bigger that someone's ass is, the easier it is to pick them up. He's, like, saying that straight to her. (laughs) And just, like, picking her up and, like, you know, by the ass and throwing her around. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, dude, Mackenzie Dern, I think, sub, probably round two, if you're going to tell me to pick a round. Um, I think Kendra is just done, man. I I don't think her heart's in it. I think she wants to get out of this. Probably go to the PFL and dominate some chicks over there, dude. I think that's, that's what her goal is. So, give me Dern, sub round two.
1: Yeah, I mean for everything that you just said, I've I literally got the same thing done sub round two. <laughs> uh, I just don't like how Andrade has been losing lately. You know, she's like almost a shell of her former self. Um, she really submitted is. submitted twice in her last three losses, and now she's going against the girl who subs girls. Who, who's some of her only ways to win? Yes, she's won some decisions, but ultimately, some of her some of her only ways to win are by submission. Um, or by being on top of someone and trying to get submissions and then ultimately winning those rounds through that. Um, yeah, I, I just see her getting the submission on Andrade. I feel like Andraj doesn't want to be in there either. I feel like she's just got that big contract now and she's just taking pay days. Um, so yeah, I'll be on, on Dern sub round two.
0: Let me see. This might be a sneaky pick if we go, uh, if we go Dern knockout, because she's been working on striking. I mean, if you remember how she fought Angela Hill, she actually outstruck Angela Hill, who, I mean, love her or hate her, man, she's decent. She really is good. Um, But let's see here what that would be. I'm just trying to pull it up on my book on FanDuel. That's where we get the odds. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. If they're up, hopefully they're up. Yeah, okay. Method of victory. If we just go knockout as a whole, you've got plus eight hundred on a knockout. That's not bad. Throwing ten bucks at that to get eighty. I think she could get her in a mm. precarious position. And just start throwing punches, hammer fists. It it is possible. Absolutely. That might be a sneaky pick. Maybe even if you do like a round two knockouts line, that'd be wild if that happened. But we're getting into the good ones here. And I'm very convinced in mine. I'm sure you're very convinced in yours as well. <laughs> what do you got on uh, Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall? All right. Tommy Aspinall,
1: submission, round two. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, for a lot of the reasons that I've said, he'll win all these fights. You know, he's fast. Uh, I feel like he can make Sergey miss, I feel like he's got a reasonable chin. Um and and Sergei's yes, yeah, Sergey's gotten better. Um and he talks about the fact that he can wrestle and that he trains wrestling. I still can't get the fact out of out of my head that I saw um Alistair Overeem just fucking demolishing Sergei's face in with elbows after he took him down and you know, he's a fucking kickboxer. Mm. You know, he took, he took Sergey down and ground and pounded his face in in round one. And Tommy Aspin has been doing jujitsu since he was like 11 years old. His father brought jujitsu to England. Basically he's an incredible wrestler that trains with massive heavy weights. Um, he can take a punch. He can move out of the way of punches. I just, I, I feel like he's going to get it, man. You know, um, Obviously, I am a bit biased. I, I, it's not saying I don't like Sergey. I love Sergey. He's awesome. Um, and usually in this case, I'd be like, I wish this fight wasn't happening, but I am actually really glad this fight is happening because it's like the ultimate fight that should happen in that division. Yeah. So
0: it's a yeah, better I've fight than Jones versus Stipe, realistically.
1: I think so. Um, it's definitely the future of the heavyweight. So it definitely means more. Uh yeah man. I, I got to ride with my guy, I like Tommy, he's 6 foot 5, all around, you know, ground guy, stand up guy. He's he's got the skirts man. I I got to go with my guy. I won't be I mean I'll be putting a bit of decent money on him this time. I've already got the bet on the sub. I won't be going as crazy as I did last time um when he went up against Curtis and lost. Uh but yeah. I I I'm pretty confident on this and I'll put all my remaining
0: units on Aspinall three units on Aspinall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going crazy on him with real money. I'll go crazy on him with my uh, podcast money.
0: I like it. I like it. Okay. Now I want to pull something up here and we'll see what we got. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I want to see these stats really fast. Okay. So, what I'm trying to bring up really quick, I'm on the Pavlovich side, okay? Um, I'm very confident, and I don't see a way that Pavlovich loses this fight, man. This is actually my most confident spot, Um, and I'll tell you why. I'll explain this scientifically here. Tom Aspinall gets rocked in every single one of his fights. Gets rocked. N- not the Marcin Tybura fight, but he did get hit by Marcin Tybura way too many times, okay? Took Andre Arlovsky into round two. Pavlovich right now finishes Arlovsky in 30 seconds. Okay. Um, Aspinall is a better boxer and a better jujitsu practitioner. Probably a better wrestler. He's the more well-rounded fighter. His defense is one of the worst that I've really ever seen, man. I will um, agree with the fact that he is very ch- chin high
1: fighter and, and, he comes and in like when, that, yeah. yes, when he charges in, the chin is up and that is worrying. I, I, that is one thing that worries me about Sergey straights and Tom's chin just being like in the perfect collision course. Boom, out yeah. cold. That is one of my worries.
0: And, um, Sergey's very good at dodging. I mean, if Aspinall doesn't go for a takedown. Within the first two seconds, I think that he's lost the fight. Um and we'll know right away, you know, if he's gonna go for the takedown right away. He's not he's not gonna have that dog shit fight IQ like he had with um like Curtis Blades had with with Pavlovich. Um Pavlovich He might, he
1: might do a similar thing to what he tried to do with Curtis. He might run out flying knee, pressure against the cage, double leg, takedown.
0: If he tries almost, to...
1: almost like an Almeida style, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, if he tries to do a flying knee, though, I think Pavlovich catches him because Pavlovich isn't going to duck. Like, a lot of people would duck into that flying knee, similar to how, like, uh, Jorge Masvidal caught Ben Askren, right? He knew that Askren was going to just crotch sniff him the whole time, so he threw that flying knee. And what did Askren do? He ducked right into it because that's what wrestlers do. This dude's a this dude's a striker. He's not even a boxer. He's a brawler. I mean, that's really what he is. He's a brawler. He's a he's a more talented, more physically fit tie to Ivasa, is what Sergei Pavlovich is, in my opinion. Now, you mentioned something that I think is funny, and you're gonna laugh at this. But you mentioned the thing where, you know, Sergei Pavlovich got dominated on the ground by a by a kickboxer. What about Tom Aspinall getting outstruck and dropped? ...by a wrestler and Curtis Blades. He got dropped. If you watch that fight, the knee happened after he got fucking rocked, dude. This dude got rocked, and he stepped back. I watched it yesterday. His head whips, and then he steps back, and that's when he hurts his knee. And Curtis Blades thought he knocked him out. That's why he threw his hands up. And then he looked down, and he was like, what the fuck? I, he hurt himself? It's wild. It's wild because I thought that he just straight up hurt his knee... Fucking Curtis Blades dropped him. And in as short as that fight was, 30 fucking seconds, right? I, or no, I'm sorry, two minutes, essentially. This dude, no, wait, what am I doing? I'm trying to find, it was a 30-second fight. We got to go back. I thought that I had uh Blades versus uh Aspinall. So we'll click on Blades here. This dude fucking outstrikes this guy. He hit, he lands five significant punches on him, and then drops him one time. You can see, I think in the stats it even shows a drop, and then it shows the uh, the strike. So I I find it interesting, and I know that you're a fan, but if we're gonna have that standard of Sergey Pavlovich getting fucked up on the ground by a, um, I can't even fucking find it, dude. I can't talk and do anything at the same time, but yeah, if we're gonna have that same standard where where Alistair Overeem beating this dude up on the ground and he's a and kickboxer,
1: that, for to... me it's a
0: for me it's like it's a bit different
1: because the Tom Aspinall Curtis Blade is fifteen seconds and it, it it's like a fifteen second sort of uh, exchange, whereas the Sergei Pavlovich is like four minutes and fifty five seconds and it's like clear domination into a finish, right. But but I will say I will absolutely say the Aspinall head up when he charges in is extremely oh. worrying, and it's like especially against the opponent like Sergey. It's like it's almost like the most like if Sergey's going to finish Tom, it's like I'm going to almost just see it's going to be a straight when Tom rushes in, like it, and then just like hook, 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 down, dead. Like yeah, but uh. I've got to ride with my guy, man. I, know, I know he's just a more well-rounded fighter, and I, and I just feel like he's going to do it. Try and do a similar thing to what he did to Volkov. It's just neutralize everything, just get him down, and choke him out.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like it. I respect it. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't see. I'm seeing if this will pop up. I'm really trying to find this fucking thing. It just keeps pulling up. The damn uh, Aspinall fight, which sucks. Let's see. Okay, is this it? For the love of God, I'm just trying to show these numbers. Okay, (laughs) look at this. Four total strikes, four significant strikes. This wrestler outstrikes this supposedly well-rounded fighter,
1: right? But it's only in, like, 15 seconds, and it's by one one strike. I know, man, but... uh, and and technically, if you look, uh, Aspinall's actually got a higher accuracy in that fight. Blades is four of ten in both, and Aspinall's three of five, which means he hit you know sixty five percent of his shots, and Curtis Blades hitting like forty two percent of his shots.
0: Oh well, yeah, it's right at sixty, right? Uh, sixty three to three to five, sixty percent versus forty percent. But like I said, go back and watch it, and tell me. That Curtis doesn't actually rock Tom Aspinall and drop him, and then when he steps back on his leg, that's what fucks up his knee. It wasn't him stepping awkward like he tried to say; it was him getting dropped and then landing on his weird on his leg weirdly. um I'm not trying to get you to change your pick or anything. I think that it's dope that we're disagreeing on this i I have a feeling we might disagree on the the main event too. But, yeah, dude, I, I think that, that Pavlovich knocks this dude out in round one, dude. I think he's going to make this look quick. Um, neither one of them is going to break a sweat. It's going to be a, a, an electric thing. And another thing, too, Tom Aspinall is not f- fucking 6'5". I hate this is Israel out of Sonya shit. Lying about your height to fucking seem cooler. Th- these two were the same damn size when they faced off. I hate that shit. He's got a bigger reach. This dude's ape fucking index is wild. I'm I'm I, I might be a Tom Aspinall hater. Um, anyone that Ariel Hawani just loves, I'm like, dude, fuck this guy, he's probably gay or something. You know what I mean? I'm the he's got ass in his name, Aspinall. He's gonna fight like ass on Saturday, so yeah, dude, give me Sergey. I'll I'll go with you here too. I'll throw an extra unit on Sergey. I'm not throwing all my units because I'm gonna save some for the main, but um, yeah, dude, I uh, I am a hater. Of Aspinall, man. He's already tried to quit twice, too. I don't know if you've seen the Embedded, how he's like, when things got kind of hard, he was trying to quit. You know what I mean? And his dad's his coach. Anytime your dad's coaching you, you're not really going to try your hardest because your dad's going to still give you that, that next belt up. I'm a hater, dude. I'm a hater. <laughs> um, Main events of the evening. And, and Yeah, did you pick around? You said sub round two for uh, Aspinall? Yeah. Okay. Um, main event of the evening, Yuri Prohaska versus Alex Poatan Perea. Uh, I mean, this is this is the fight right here, dude. This is, like I said, if, uh, if Benoit Saint-Denis and Frivola isn't fight of the night, this is for sure. So, um, you started that last one. I will start this one. I got Alex Perea, man. I think that, uh, there's narratives being built for both of these fights the main and the co-main the narrative for uh the co-main is that Tom Aspinall is the strong dude, uh most physically fit, most physically gifted, all this stuff. He's a phenom, all this kind of shit. He's got the shortest fight time in the UFC. Um Sergey Pavlovich has the second shortest fight time in the UFC, all this this crazy stuff, and they're building it up to make you think and know that Aspinall is going to win. They're doing something similar here with yuri where yuri's coming back, he's bigger, faster, stronger had the worst soldier injury ever and comes back a year later. I think what happened with Yuri is that he popped for some kind of illegal substance and they wanted him to get out of there. And then now he's coming back in. Um, There's no fucking way dude that you come back off the worst shoulder injury ever. And you're training three months later, like he was on his Instagram. So that story's bullshit. This dude was never hurt. I think he's a dirty dude. I think he's a dirty fighter. I'm not a fan when he, when, when, um, Alex Perez is like kickboxing and drilling and doing practice. This dude is wearing an eye patch on a playground looking at circles. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> Have you seen that video? I haven't, but
1: I've heard people talk about it and, and make memes about it and shit.
0: I'll pull it up while, while you're giving your thoughts on it. But I mean, this dude literally wearing an eye patch, supposedly like the theory is he's testing his right eye so he can see that left hook coming. It's like, why don't you spar? Why don't you, why don't you practice? Like have people throw that left hook at awkward times and throw those leg kicks and all this shit. He wears hair extensions that that braid is a hair extension in the embedded. He's got short hair. And then the next fucking day, this dude, I mean, this dude's an Israel out of signing 2.0. I can't, I will never bet on Yuri Pahashka, even if he wins this fight. Jamal Hill comes in and fucks this dude up. So, yeah, give me Alex Perea. I'm putting the rest of my units on it. I've got one more unit. So, just one more unit on Alex Perea. I think he gets a knockout probably round four. I think they're going to fill each other out for probably two rounds. Uh, Yuri's not going to bring the fight to uh, Alex right away, I don't think. But, yeah, give me Alex uh, knockout round four. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is just. I see so many ways Prashka could get knocked out, um, but I just think he's hilarious. And for all the reasons you said he's stupid are the reasons I think he's hilarious. And it would be funny <laughs> to have him as champion. Um, so yeah, this is the one that i said was pretty much just a feels pick. It's just, uh, I think the guy's hilarious. Just want to see him win and be champion. And it's not like I dislike Alex. I like Alex. He's also hilarious. Um, and I feel like if he doesn't win, he'll probably still be around and still be able to do hilarious things. But, um, yeah, just going with a crazy fields pick. I've gone past submission round three. Um, yeah, I'm seeing that video and it's just hilarious. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, he's retarded.
0: Yeah. I think he's literally retarded.
1: <laughs> probably. And, and, and I think it's <laughs> so funny, dude. I think it's funny as fuck. Like people, like even MMA guru was like, "It's just pure autism." Like, and and yeah, it kind of is, and I think it's hilarious.
0: Well, it's like, aren't there any like he? He's really proud of being Czech. Aren't there any good like Czech warriors out there? Like, why is this white fucking weird dude pretending he's a samurai? That's a Japanese thing. Like, I mean, at least Alex, he's pretending he's like an Aztec warrior, right? Like, that's that's that makes sense. I don't fucking get Yuri, dude. I don't get the obsession with him. I know, like you're saying, it's funny. It would be funny because it would kind of make this light heavyweight division a full joke. It's kind of been a joke, a half joke since he got hurt in the first place. And then, like, you know, let's, let's make this dude give up the, the belt so that the division can move along and then it doesn't move along at all. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, what a fucking weird dude. I, I can't stand people like this. So, Uh, yeah, man, I'm glad that we disagree on the two big fights. I'm willing, man, if you want, this is up to you fully, but we can take both of our, all of our units that we put on extra fights and we can parlay the five units into both of our fighters and it'll be a a five unit or six unit, I guess, parlay. I'll have Sergey and, and Alex in a six unit parlay and you'll have, uh, Aspinall and Yuri in a, in a six unit parlay. And if if neither one of us hits, like if we both miss, we can just call it off. Like we'll just say neither one hit, so we'll just take our units back. Or if one of us actually hits that, then we get all of those units. You know what I mean? Like I won't take your units and you won't take my units, but we'll actually cash that bet. It's up to you. But since we disagree on these, I didn't think we were going to disagree on both, but it's up to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even really quite catch – catch what you wanted to
0: do. Um, so you know how you have units, you've got units on Ursig, uh, Ursig, Lopes, yep. and then the rest uh, you have on Aspinall.
1: Yeah. 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 I get what I you're have, saying. So you want to parlay them up within one extra unit, basically.
0: Yeah. Cancel all those extra units. You put five unit, a five unit parlay on Aspinall and Yuri. I put a five unit parlay on Sergey and Alex. And if, let's say, let's say Aspinall wins and then Alex wins. So neither one of our parlays hit, then we just both get our extra units back. But if my parlay hits, if Sergey wins and if Alex wins, my parlay hits and your parlay goes away. You, your money is gone at that point. Or if Aspinall and Yuri hit, you get all your money and I my shit's gone. It's up to you, though. I'd just be nah
1: because it would be fun, but
0: oh, you're not that you're, confident then.
1: Not on Yuri, not on Yuri at all. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I, I mean, I see the ways Tom can lose, but I'm pretty confident on him. Yuri's just another animal, though. You can't trust that dude. You can't deny he's that weird, he's yeah. one of the most funnest dudes to watch fight, but you just cannot trust the guy. But these are the reasons that I want him to win, just because it's just chaos, and and okay. and it's I not a it. it's not a smart pick. It's just a, I want chaos and I want a crazy guy to be champion. And if he wins, that's what happens. So, so how are you betting this fight? I haven't yet. I have not, not even a money line, nothing. I don't have a bet on this at all. Actually, that's a lie. I, I purely have a, does not go to round four. I have that okay. in a parlay. Yeah. That's the only bet I have on this so far is does not hit round four in a parlay. Um, but yeah, I haven't bet a side. Maybe I could bet yeah, fight ends in submission or something. I don't know, something along those lines. I'll I'll figure something out. But yeah, I haven't taken a side in this yet. Um, depending how I do on the day, maybe I might throw a little something on on Yuri sub or Yuri in rounds two, three, four, something like that. But yeah, I, I haven't really bet anything on this apart from that round bet.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have, um, I am actually going to sprinkle a tiny bit. I'm talking five bucks because I'm probably donating it to the casino, but I'm, I'm throwing $5 on Alex Perea submission round five just because he's going to, he wants to get back that win over his best friend and his mentor, right? The way that he did that. That's some Alex Perea type shit. Like, that's the kind of shit he would do. Like, the way that he followed fucking Israel Adesanya into the UFC and knocks him out in round five, you know what I mean? Like, no one else does that shit. So I think that that's possible. It's also possible that Yuri knocks out Alex with a left hook because he submitted Glover, right? So that's, like, that's the weird shit. But I'll tell you my parlays right now. My free one that I mentioned earlier, Jamal Emmers, Joshua Van. Uh, Mr. Perfect and then Jared Gordon, that's $50 free money. It wasn't mine into 261. Um, now my actual money talking here, I put $50 on Nazim, Tabitha Ricci, Steve Ersig, and Mackenzie Dern, and then another $50 parlay on Sergey Pavlovich to win by knockout in round one, two, or three, and Alex Padea. Um for 206. So each one of those the big one, dude, is that that second one. That's fifty dollars into four hundred and forty-three. So if Nazim, Tabitha, Steve Ersig, and Mackenzie all win, I'm uh are automatically having a good night. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm fucking yeah. I'm down to put up I'm, some money these days.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm not going that crazy. I'm still trying to like go into a uh you know, units, small units, and then try and build up, um, which I usually ruin because I just get crazy during the week on there or whatever. But I'm actually trying to take a good stab at it this week because I feel like we have some good, good odds in different places that we can, we can take. And even if it's on fights that we disagree with, we can probably agree on things like rounds and, and fights not going the distance, et cetera. So yeah, I think regardless we're in for a, an exciting card, um, Yeah, I'm pretty hyped at a lot of these fights. Especially, I've been telling people that don't even watch, like, that only really watch the big events. I'm like, you go down to the pub and watch this main card and you won't be disappointed. Like, it's going to be exciting as fuck. So,
0: Yeah, we disagree on seven of the fights out of 13. So That's That's pretty good. That's That's about 50%. Just over it. So that's the thing is usually we agree on 90% of them because they're so, you know... Oddly matched.
1: And, that, and that's why I don't mind that we agree with them because I I always know there's gonna be weeks like this you know what I mean so you know it's good to we we, we keep generally close throughout things and then we have a week like this where someone can separate themselves mass massively and we, and it's not like we're doing it on purpose it's it's what we believe so that's what makes it better you know you're not you're not just picking the opposite side of me to do it like you genuinely are confident in some of your picks so yeah, yeah I like it.
0: That's why we alternate who goes first, so we don't know. We don't communicate before this. So, yeah, man, should be a fun card. Um, I'm going to be eating some barbecue while I watch this. So should be great, dude. Decent start time.
1: I've been trying to find a New York pizza place, and and there's not one really close to me. I may have found one, but it's like a 40-minute drive, so that doesn't really work out with what time the cards start. So, I don't know. I wanted to do something New York, and... You know, some of the blokes at work were saying hot dogs, but
0: is that is that really a New York thing? Absolutely, I guess, I hot, guess it hot, is. Hot dog with sauerkraut. If you can get sauerkraut,
1: oh yeah, 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 I hot dog with sauerkraut, sauerkraut and I Western. love it. Okay, well, maybe maybe we can find a good place that does hot dogs, but I want to do something in New York. You know, I don't want to just go standard American because it's like fuck. I always eat, I always eat American food anyway, so yeah. I, I was thinking wings, but it's like that's not really fucking a New more York. Buffalo.
0: Upstate, yeah. kind of, or not, not too upstate, but yeah. I mean, you could do really anything, man. You could do sandwiches, like you know, like a good sandwich, um, almost like a like New Jersey food, like Italian, like chicken cutlet sandwiches. I mean, that's kind of a New York thing. It's more New Jersey, but that tri-state area, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all that shit's kind of the same, honestly. You know, they'll they'll freak out if like a New Yorker's like Pennsylvania food sucks. It's the same shit, you know, like. <laughs> Don't do, like, a Philly cheesesteak. But, yeah, dude, I mean, pizza, that's the move. I mean, 40, yeah, 40 minutes isn't too bad, dude.
1: Yeah, weird. but it's just, like, then i got to get in the car, and then i got to, like, watch it in the car and shit, and it's, like. Oh, oh like, fuck. they don't
0: open till a certain time?
1: Yeah, it's, like, the card starts at 9 a.m. here, so it's, like.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's like you know you wouldn't want to probably have the pizza till about twelve p.m. and then it's like oh we're gonna get in the car now and the fucking main card starts in an hour like
0: well yeah. dude get it the day before
1: pizza reheats nice could do that and that is that is, I absolutely agree with that so yeah maybe that's the goal oh, go yeah. out tomorrow and get some New York pizza I, I found one place that does like sells the individual big massive slices yeah so. yeah I was like yeah
0: fuck yeah man do your thing man it'll be fun um i mean i'm looking forward to it but anything else that you want to share before we leave it's getting late over here so i gotta go to bed yeah no man i'll let you go it's um
1: i am i'm like i said genuinely hyped for this card um haven't felt the the hype for a few cards now um this one's making me feel it so yeah a lot of lot of what ifs here and we're gonna find out
0: fuck yeah I got a bootleg 295 shirt. It's the exact same as the event shirt with the 295 on the front and the image on the back. It's just supposed to get here way quicker. It's got two days to get here, so I hope it gets here. (laughs) I'm going to be so pissed, dude, if I get a fake shirt and it's still late. But if you order shit from the UFC store, dude, it comes in like a month and a half. It's wild.
1: Man, so true.
0: I don't recommend ordering anything from the UFC store, but yeah, it should be fun, man. I'm excited. We'll be talking. We'll post our picks on Instagram, but until next time, guys, take care. Enjoy the fights. Good luck. If you're betting and we will see you, I think next week, there's another fight too. So we'll be here and uh take care guys. Peace.